Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Uh, we got the band back together. It's me and Nick Biasini for the first time in what I feel like is a long time. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Anytime, John. Anytime. Today, we're going to be talking about the RA group or RAW group. I'm going to be referring to it as Rob Group from here on out, but I think either one kind of works. This is a new ransomware group that we wrote about this week, and it's live on the blog. But Mick, can you start out by just quickly giving me a rundown of what this group is exactly, just kind of your elevator pitch? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the most common things we see on the threat landscape today as far as threats facing organizations are double extortion groups. Uh, that is groups that deploy ransomware and attempt to extort money by exfiltrating data as well. Uh, Raw Group is kind of the latest foray into this area that we've seen. And look, over like the last six months or a year, we've really started to see more fragmentation and more of these groups popping up. And since the leak of the Babook source code, it's gotten even worse. And th this is just the latest addition in that kind of run of new groups leveraging that stolen source code. Yeah, so I, I want to get into that a little bit more. The fact that we believe with with pretty high confidence that they're using the, the stolen source code. Uh, and we've discussed on the show before how this is likely to happen any time that there's a source code leak out there. You know, the boot one is just one particular example. Um, so when this happens, does this make like the, and hypothetically speaking, they're at least reusing some of the code, you know, when there's a leak. Does that make detection or prevention or research for you guys any easier or harder? Because, you know, like I, I would imagine from one way, you're like, oh, we know this code, we've seen it before, but also like, are there any pitfalls that kind of come with that? So I will say the closer you are to the, the leak of the source code, the easier the detection is. So if that makes sense, like when they initially get a hold of the source code, they likely are going to try and quickly deploy it when they don't do a lot of code modification there is a high likelihood that our detection will will hold continuously because the, the behavior is going to be the same. However, as time goes on, these actors tend to get more and more comfortable with the code and they continue to do improvements and modifications to the code. So as time goes on, what originally looked very much lot like Babook source code, you know, a year from now could end up spurring out a bunch of different malware families. We've seen this in the past with like Zeus and Gozi and Ursniff and all these other ones, like one leaked source code led to multiple malware families further down the road. However, related to attribution, it can make it a little more difficult. One of the things that makes this particular thing easy is you have to set up things like leak sites, right? If you are deploying ransomware, you have to have a way to direct people to leak sites. So there is some modification of code, which makes it differentiate itself from the previous. Now, being able to clearly delineate the groups as they change and evolve can get a little bit more difficult because they may change leak sites, change branding, or various other things along the way. So in the blog post, we specifically <laughs> mentioned uh, how Rob Group has already targeted organizations across like a bunch of different sectors in uh, South Korea, the U.S. Do we have any idea of where this group might go from here? Obviously, because it's a brand new group, it's kind of impossible to make accurate predictions. But, you know, do we have any idea of what their victimology might look like or anything like that? I will say, generally, these ransomware extortion groups tend to operate opportunistically, right? So they're they're not necessarily targeting a specific victim or a specific vertical so much as they are looking for advantages and weaknesses in systems and ways in. 
and we've seen this a lot. Like some of the the groups have ended up hitting smaller size businesses as time has gone on because the those businesses are tend to be less monitored and easier to compromise than those larger organizations that have bigger security budgets, on-duty 24-7 security teams, MSSPs, and various other things, incident response teams. Like those groups are going to be harder to compromise. And it's likely that we're going to continue to see raw group work in an opportunistic nature. I think that this is a good time to talk about the broader ransomware landscape too. Mm -hmm. I wrote about this in the newsletter actually uh, last week where I, you know, there's kind of these conflicting narratives, I think, that are out there of, oh, ransomware is actually slowing down because payments weren't as lucrative for attackers in 2022. There were, like, various studies that reported that. But at the same time, like, ransomware is still all anything anyone wants to talk about. So do you think that the emergence of raw group part of any sort of broader trend, or is it just, like, these types of actors are just always going to pop up no matter what? Well, the thing that you have to realize is your payout is tied to the size of the company that you compromise. So they they are very keen on how much revenue you generate, how much your what money you have on hand and base and will support their ransom claims with that data. If you are forced down the stack and are compromising smaller companies with smaller revenue and smaller budgets, the ransoms that you're going to be able to demand are inherently going to be smaller. So yeah. I think what you're seeing is not so much that ransomware is slowing down, but that it's getting harder for them to compromise these massive targets. And instead, they're beginning to hit smaller, medium-sized businesses. Additionally, you have to remember that the reason we know this is from disclosure. If the compromises are not being disclosed publicly, it is very, very difficult to say with any certainty that the payments are going down or that problems are arising because it could very well be going on in a very large scale in the background. It's just not being publicly disclosed. So we aren't aware of the compromise or the payment that's going. And then what are the other trends that Rob Rube, I feel, is a part of his double extortion, which we also mm -hmm. have a whole separate episode on, so I can link that in the show notes. But they have their own leak site uh, where they have a communication portal for uh, alleged victims to contact them. And then they also leave some services and folders unlocked on target machines that hypothetically that would still allow the victim to reach out and contact them from that effective machine. So what's usually the end game there for folks who are, or for uh, groups who are taking part in double extortion? What do they hope to achieve by having that line of communication open? You can't get a payday if you can't start the conversation. So that, that is basically what they're trying to do is desperately trying to open a line of communication because once they have communication, then they know they potentially have a victim that is willing to play ball. If you can't establish a line of communication, you can't deliver your ransom. You can't deliver the, the proof that you've extorted them. You can't show them why this is a problem. So increasingly, we see them trying desperately to establish those lines of communication because they know that's the first step to them eventually getting paid. All right, awesome. Well, thanks as always, Nick, for coming on the show and giving me this quick uh, explainer on Ron Group. Like I said, I'm going to be linking to the show note in the show notes to all of our additional resources on this, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks a lot. Glad to be here.